All right, thank you. Well, that's some energy coming at you this morning. Thank you, Kim Revere and the Bodhi Vocal Band. That was fantastic, yes. And thank you, Reverend Patricia, for your blessing to us. Thank you so much. This month, we're focusing on community, celebrating community, introducing to you um, some of the people that are um, giving of their time and talent um, to help make this community grow and flourish. You obviously met some of them uh, this morning, and thank you for honoring them also. Um, this community is built um, on a lot of resources. Of course, we depend upon financial resources to help us be and do what we're here to be and do, but a large um, part of our um, resources are the people power, you, the ones that give of your time and talent and share of your gifts to help make a difference here and to help build this community. And we need both. We really do. One, it's, if we get out of balance if we rely too much on financial resources because, because then the community can get lazy and not have the benefits of building together. There's something about building community together that helps us grow spiritually. It's part of the, um, uh, the agreement that lives within community is that we give to it and we help build it. We give of ourselves um, our resources and we give up our time and our talent. When those are balanced, you have a healthy community. So it's really fun to let you know who's working behind the scenes. And hopefully, those of you who haven't made that step yet um, will consider being one of those people that, that also um, shares two, three hours a week, uh, just at, at, at most, if that's what you can do, will really make a difference for us. We started the first week talking about one of the intentions that are necessary to build a new evolutionary community, and it was listen for the crackle of the new. It was pay attention not to the old stories that want to capture you and keep you circling in what's wrong and in the suffering, but to listen for the newness because that's where God lives. Listen for the crackling of the new. And the crackling of the new will always bring with it, if we listen deeply enough and are obedient to its message, it will bring with it the solutions we need. Very often in your own life, make this about you too. In your own life, you'll find yourself recycling your patterns and your problems, talking about them, getting people to be in agreement with you and to suffer with you about what isn't working. And the more you focus your attention there and repeat it, the more it repeats itself. But it, and it's a scary idea to let that go because we think we're doing something important. Well, if I don't put my attention upon it, what will happen? Well, it's actually the opposite. Putting your attention upon it is causing it to grow. Taking your attention off of it and putting your attention on the new present moment aliveness of your life, inherent in there is the solution, the answer, the forward movement piece that we're all needing. And so that was our first invitation to us as a community, to listen deeply for what's working and to build upon that and to not spiritually bypass, I'm not interested in that, but to use spiritual practice and listening to bring forth who we're here to be. Last week, we talked about answering the call. Each one of us does have a call to belong, to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, to share of ourselves. And each of us has a calling. And so we talked about how to um, hear that and follow that. And, and very often, it takes courage, and, it, and you need to be brave. 
to, to do that because there, um, it seems to, very often it takes us off of a path that we're currently on into a different direction. Sometimes it takes us into a different direction than our whole family system lives in, that our whole um, past and our whole upbringing lives in. Sometimes we're, we come from a tribe that's over here and your calling says, why don't you go over here? That takes courage. It takes a deep listening to, to go step by step into a new territory for ourselves. We met our new ministers, Reverend Amy and Reverend Darrell, who are here to support you because they're answering their call. So they're the way showers for you on how to do that because they had to walk through many uh, doorways where they didn't know what was on the other side and make many choices that were saying no to an old pattern and yes to what I'll call a God pattern um, within them. So they're here to serve you, and we met them last week. Today, I want to focus on um, a dis-ease that lives within our society that is very large and I would say dangerous. I would say it has a power to kill. It definitely has a power to bring people into deep suffering, addictions of of, um, varying degrees and levels. It definitely has the power to bring us into um, all kinds of escape routes because its it's, um, energy is painful. It just really is painful. And its name is loneliness. Loneliness. It's pervasive in our culture. And it's, um, it's interesting because we have more devices and more ways to connect and be connected, but they are um, secondary modalities of connecting. And they actually don't deeply fulfill us, but they give us the illusion that we've connected. If you post like I do often, or if you're a friend with my partner, you see his post often. He is a Facebook fan, that's for sure. Um, he loves it. Um, but if you post a present moment joy or experience onto Facebook, there's a moment where you feel connected. There is something that, that um, makes you feel alive and real. When you take the time to write an email to someone and, and wordsmith it and make sure that it, that it says what you want it to say, either filled with love or filled with recrimination and frustration, doesn't matter. But when you take time to craft one and you send it off, you feel like you've connected. You feel like you've said something. But what's missing in those equations is the present moment living person who has the ability to respond. And when two people come together person to person, there is another, there's a greater dynamic that happens. And then what you're there to say or what you want to reveal now becomes in partnership and activated with another person. And suddenly you see their responses. You feel their responses. You're in relationship to them in a very deep way. Way. I don't mean to make any of these devices or modalities of communication wrong. I, they're, they're really, they're, they're very, um, they're neutral. They're not good or bad. We can use them in a lot of ways. I certainly do, and I love them, enjoy them, and I look forward to the more ways that technology will advance. But I also invite us not to be seduced by the idea that they're doing something that they're not built to do. That's the difference. When we come together in community and being together, We get to heal this thing called loneliness. And loneliness is, let's get to the the underlying spiritual teaching around loneliness. So I'm going to break it down a couple different ways. First of all, it's not real. I want to just get right to the point. It's not real. Loneliness is an illusion. Now, I don't want to stop there and listen all the way through because what happens is when I do spiritual teaching, people will walk away and go, oh, there's something wrong with me because I'm having this experience. Loneliness is an experience, and we're having the experience, but it is not real in the sense that the only thing real in how we teach and approach life here at Bodhi, 
is that anything of God is real. Anything of love that multiplies, extends itself, includes, connects, creates, and causes life to expand. That's what's real. That's real with a capital R. Anything made of, I'll use the word ego for this moment, or the belief in separation, anything made out of that, which is loneliness, um, fear, um, uh, attack, anger, frustration, these things come from the belief that we're separate. We talk about this over and over and over. There was one mad idea that you're separate from God. That one mad idea that we continue to live in is causing a dream of separation. And inside of that dream of separation, there is otherness. And inside of otherness, there is danger because that person can attack and kill you. It's all an illusion because the reality is there is no other to attack. There is no other to kill because there is no death. You are an eternal spiritual being. And when you place your attention on the Holy Spirit's voice inside of you that is continually telling you this, the living spirit is continually telling you who you are, continually giving you the answers, and continually guiding you to your awakening. When we place our attention there, it is a completely different experience from the world of separation that we have been placing our attention upon. This is the dance we are in as a community. This is the dance of going here and going back. We're still in this back and forth ping pong game of these two realities. Hallelujah, because you had lifetimes living completely in this one. So the fact that you're waking up or becoming aware that there's another reality and that you're ping ponging is actually glorious news. What that means is that eventually this one will dissolve into the nothingness from which it came, which is how we love to say it in in the uh, science of mind language. And you will remain more fully immersed in the divinity of who you are. And this is what you will do. You will go, oh, this is just me. This is just a beingness that I always am, that always is. This is what will occur for you. It will actually be very familiar and very easy, and very simple, and almost like this can't be what it is. Because this is what I've been being all along. How can this be it? You're it minus your loneliness, minus your attack, minus your separation, minus those things. If you were to dissolve those in this moment, it would just, it would be you. So we, we focus on the next um, critical intention for this new community, which is honesty, saying what you need to say, speaking your truth, because this is the way, if the whole world is your mirror, which it is, the whole world is mirroring to you your divinity, and it's mirroring to you the parts in you that that believe that they're separate. That's all that the world is doing. And so when you start to become honest about what you're seeing instead of what fear says to do, which is to hide it and pretend it's not there, when you place your attention upon it with love and go, oh, you know, look at this. I've been feeling lonely. I've been feeling disconnected. I've been not allowing myself to be vulnerable with you because that's where the connection's made. Spiritual community is the healing power for loneliness. To be inside of spiritual community, which means spiritual means truth-telling, sharing in love, seeing each other as whole. That's what spiritual community means. Now, we do lots of stuff around it, sing, dance, build buildings, do lots of stuff to keep us busy because we know you got to be doing something. 
right? So we keep all this busyness going, but spirit is underneath and infused inside of it all, accelerating its attention upon you for your transformation because you said yes to be a part of a higher vibration. That's what spiritual community is, not better, just a different vibration that brings out, that, that supports the awakening that you're here to have. So the way that we do that is to be inside of relationship and find the way to tell our truth. Now, here's the challenge with that. Here's the challenge with that. And I'll, I'll tell you about my life for a moment. I started lying probably when I started talking. I, I'm sure I did. I'm sure when I was two years old, my mom said, did you take that cookie? And I said, no. Because danger was there in that moment, right? If there was trouble you will naturally protect. And because I was born into a world of separation, I started learning the rules of the game. I, didn't, I forgot that there was, another ga- there was another game happening and no one else was playing the other game of love and inclusion. So I had to learn the rules of the game quickly. If you're in trouble, get out of trouble. And the way to get out of trouble was to deny what happened. Then add an extra layer within my experience, but listen for yours as I tell mine. Add another layer of my experience where I'm starting to be three or four years old, and I'm going, my insides want to play with the girls over there with the Barbies and the jump rope and all that stuff, but my outsides look like the boys over there that are doing something else. Now, So now I'm in this conflict of I want to do that, I think I'm supposed to do that. That's what the body says, or that's what these people are saying. And I don't want to be embarrassed or ashamed or get in trouble. So I turn this part off me as best I can, and I start pretending that I'm that, which didn't work, by the way, because I wasn't. But I kept lying and pretending. So I had a daily, I want you to get this, a daily practice of lying every single day. From the moment I woke up, going to school, interacting with people, there was a part of me that was, what do I say to be in this game? Now, that felt very, very deep and painful around me because of my sexual orientation. Now, if you don't have the sexual orientation piece, what I've come to realize, because when you you become obsessed with your own story, you forget that other people might have the same problem. I was shocked that you people lied if you were straight. What would you lie about? (laughs) What was there to lie about? You got it checked off. You're fine. You're fine. I'm fighting for survival here. I didn't realize that you were fighting for survival in your way. I didn't know that shame was looping in your household or you were finding your way to fit in and belong or or they were doing, you know, whatever it was, the cool kids, you were this. I did not get that everybody was playing this game. I didn't get it. I thought I was the one playing the game, and you all had it together. So as I started revealing, because telling my truth was where the healing was, and being loved by people like you. You know there are people in the New Thought community, the generation above them, who are shocked that I stand up and say I'm a gay man. I'm like, how, how is that possible in a progressive New Thought spiritual community that is inclusive that the ministers are afraid to tell their truth? But they come out of a different paradigm. They're the bridge builders. Each new paradigm, each new generation brings a deeper willingness to be truthful in these areas, right? At least in that area. 
So I feel really grateful for you and the people in my life that were mirroring love. The more I told my truth and was accepted and loved, the more free I felt and the more free I was and am to be me. I'll really be honest. I still have to watch. When I get afraid, I, a thing to lie can kick in because it's such an old pattern. Like I can just, and it's weird. Like you can go, did you, did you move that from here to there? No. <laughs> and then I got to go back and go, yes, I moved it. <laughs> and they'll go, why did you lie? I don't know. I just was in the moment I got afraid and I didn't know what to do. But the beautiful part is I can out that today. It doesn't have its power over me. It just, it's just silly. Once and it still can happen once in a while. I got to work at that. Being honest equals a vulnerability that we can say over and over and over is here. But we're actually, the truth of the matter is it's here in spirit. But in the field, we're still learning how to do it. Which means I might be open and vulnerable with one of you. And there might be an attack. Or there might be a judgment. Or there might be a gossiping pattern that rolls out of it. Because we're still learning. So this is our big learning curve to love that part of us and to help that part be healed by continually being accountable, which is our next intention. Our next spiritual intention for the community that we're evolving to and becoming as an evolutionary presence on the planet is that we have to be authentic and accountable for our words and to practice that the only way you get better is to practice If you sit on this side in the fear, until you do it yourself, it's just going to be theory. You can talk about football all day long, and that's a great way to be interested in it. But until you actually learn how to play the game football, why do I use sports analogies? (laughs) Do you see I went right over here? (laughs) You can play with, you can talk about playing with Barbies all day long. But until you do it, you don't know the joy of doing it. Right? So this is, this is what we're here for. This is our possibility. This is the community we're building as we're bringing our first decade to a close. We'll be talking about this the whole rest of this year, bringing our decade to a close. How do we close it up with love and care? And some of you are brand new. This is your first time here, but you're a part of it. If you're here and you're saying, yes, this community, you're a part of helping us bring our first decade to a close with absolute love and appreciation so that from that play and cleaning up, and doing what we need to do so we can move into the next decade with a new clean slate and a new possibility of who we're here to be. That will always keep growing and pulling us. We want that. We want the vision and the energy of it to keep pulling us forward. And, you know, whatever struggles we're in today, we'll heal those with spirit, and then we'll have new ones because we've grown and expanded, and then we'll hit our next growth opportunity. That's how it goes. But each time we do it, and, and again, stay in your own life, each time you do it, You build a muscle for it, and you become more free. I had the joy of um, having uh, lunch yesterday with a friend who I will say, I'll use these words, is fully awakened. They have had a shift in beingness where they, and this is how I know, and I was listening hard because I hadn't seen this person in a while. I was like, is this for real? You just can't help it. You like the skeptical part. But as I was listening, it was so authentic, like did not care at all what people said or felt about them. It didn't matter. At one point I said, I love you so much. And the response was, well, that's nice. And I was like, really? Yeah, that's great. Are you enjoying that? 
Are you enjoying that feeling of loving me? That's all that matters. A fully awakened person who I was enjoying being with, completely free. This is my point. Truth-telling, all the truth-telling was for their evolution. Why would you keep a secret if you realize you're living in oneness and everyone is your mirror? And I said, I know that to be true. And I've still got some pockets where I need to remember that. Still working and growing. But it was a joy to sit with someone yesterday who really has the experience of no more fear around truth-telling, has played every card on the table. And here's the deal. When you tell every truth, when you play every card that you're keeping hidden, when you lay them on the table, they no longer haunt you. They have no power over you. And then what do you become? What I started talking about in the beginning. That light of awakened being. If you remove those layers and put them out on the table, have at it, people, do what you want to do. Here they all are. That's my truth. You become available to be your fantastic, authentic self. Walking through some of those doors can feel very scary. I know that because it means someone might leave. It means a job might go and you don't know how you're going to make your money. It means something big could shift. But this is what I know from experience from watching people here do this, is that when you let go, God does not drop you. There are transition times. There are transition times. You don't go from letting this go to whoo sometimes. Sometimes you let it go, and you've got months of releasing doubt and lack and limitation and fear and uncertainty. You've got months of transformation and being in the vortex or the void, being in the void. But if you stay, stay, stay with the God of your being, stay with the God of your being, tell your truth, stay with the God of your being, stay with the God of your being, you will up-level. And the life that you move into will be so joyous. And this is what this person said to me yesterday that I pass on to you. I know this is my experience, but I will admit that they had a deeper reality of it. It seems like you will push people away when you tell them your truth. It seems like it could be lonely but it's the exact opposite. When you're fully inside of yourself with the God of your being loving that, the love expands and everyone, the love experience is greater. You're not alone because your love expands to everyone. You're a part of something that is fulfilling and rich and beautiful. It expands. It doesn't separate. That's what this community is here for. That's what we're here to do. And I invite you to find a deeper yes to be a part of this because we are a place that will help you awaken. And what I love about that, what I'm committed to, is your awakening because your awakening will bless someone else's and bless someone else's. Maybe they'll come to Bodhi or not. I don't care. We're one. Really? Yes, we really are. We really are one, and that's what we're here to realize. I also want to invite you for a moment as I bring my talk to a close to, um, again, consider signing up for one of our classes this fall. I won't go to enlist them. But I ask that you consider that, and please consider signing up for a service team. We need your time and your talent to grow this spiritual light of being that Bodhi is. And I promise you, if you sign up to be a part of something, you will grow with it. So thank you. God 
as we move into our time of prayer. I invite our ministers and spiritual counselors and core counsel to stand and hold this space with me as I declare God is everywhere I am. God's love, God's presence, God's power, God's truth, God's freedom is everywhere. And what I do, all that I and as this is true for me, this is true for each one of us. We are the beloved itself. We are inside of the oneness, dancing and singing and playing and fully supported, fully supported as the grass is supported, as the sun is supported, as the mountains and the waters and all that is in, in, in every divine dimension of being as it is supported. We are the beloved presence itself, fully supported. And I know that the way to this knowing, to this revelation, is through one moment at a time speaking our truth. And so I speak a word of blessing, especially around the the throat chakra, the voice. And I declare a healing, washing away every lie that has ever been spoken. Let us be freed here and now, dissolving the stories and, and the ways that those stories have rolled out false realities into our experience. I cut the cords to every single one of them. And in this moment... I know that the crackling of the new is living inside of each of our voices. And at one moment at a time, when we say God, we have the courage to speak a truth. And that truth is filled with love because it is our experience and our reality that we are waking up. We don't focus our attention on others' beingness or their journey. Truth telling is for us. And we know God is everywhere we go. So let us tell that truth from that knowing and let the revelation of love and freedom be made manifest within each and every one of us. Yes, yes, yes. We say yes to this because it is what we're here for. God is free. I am grateful, filled with gratitude for the manifestation of this prayer and 
for the realignment, the spiritual chiropractic adjustment that we have all received here today, allowing the spirit of truth to flow more freely again. Grateful for all the gifts that this brings, for the abundance, for the connection, for the dissolving of loneliness, and the joy of feeling a part of. I say yes to that. So grateful. I release this prayer knowing it is fulfilled. And together we say, so 